Hey everybody, this is JJ French, the guitar player, founder, Twisted Sister, and the author of the what I think is the best business book ever written, called Twisted Business, out now on Amazon. Anyway, you are listening to the Dave and Steve Show. Previously on the Dave and Steve Show. Yeah, a couple of growlers, and I was looking across at the the sofa over there, and my kidney was over there, and my kidney asked me. He's like, are you drunk yet? And I go, I think so. And he said, do you want to go to the hospital? And so I said, <laughs> I don't like this story. Will so you I get to up, it? I'll tell you. Come on. I'll tell you the no, story come on. that I really. The doctor, you know, looks at me and says, you can tell me what happened. No, no, no. You don't need to do that. This With this carpet, you just, you know, look at it and give it a little rub. Yeah. And it's fine. So then he begins the uh, the incessant pumping, <laughs> which uh, is letting you know that, that yeah. <laughs> I would love just, I would love to name a band Incessant Pumping. Incessant Pumping. <laughs> that's more of an album name. That's true, Steve. That's another Scorpions album. Are you even listening to my story? So they had apparently they had told me several times to stop riding the dog. A cat will let you know that the cat is going to vomit. The cat the will cat begin. The cat has a long sort of setup. Yes. It's kind of like a Norm MacDonald joke that ends with vomit <laughs> on your carpet. Yeah. This, no, no, this no. Could well, work. That's a good one. But you say, like, uh, you call it little job or ha or, or handyman or, or whatever whatever you want to call it. Little handy uh, job. But uh, but I also have pictures of, of like, the day that your, your children are born. You know, yeah. I have a couple of those. Yeah, whatever. You know? You don't give a shit about that. I stuff. don't. Yeah. I. They're here no, now. I'll say this. They're here now, and they're way better than they were on that day because I don't have to worry about them shitting their pants, and I don't have to worry about putting food in them, and I don't have to worry about them falling down or falling into things or anything like that. I don't have to worry about how I hold their <laughs> head or making sure their neck doesn't break or any – like, there's none of that kind of stuff. Now they're, no, now they're, they're self-sufficient. Yeah, so, they're way better. Yeah. They're yeah. way better. Yeah. yeah. Kids get better with age. I, I have pictures of you and your wife, and I have whoa, I have pictures. Steve. Oh. Nope. I, sorry, Tracy, because I know you're gonna and bring up that kidney again. Steve. No, no. Well, I mean, I. Show number 92 of the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave. Sitting right alongside me, a mere 27 miles away, is Steve. Good evening, everybody. And from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom Tracy. As bad as January feels, it's even worse knowing there's a February coming real quick. Off and running on show number 92. We started this show tonight off air, obviously, before we actually hit the mash the record button. And uh, it was just Tracy and I. We were just kind of hanging out and chatting and talking. Tracy, I want to get to uh, your wife entered the room at a certain point. We got to get to that. We'll, we'll get yeah. to that in a minute because something set you off giggling and I, I, we have to know more. But at a certain point, Tracy adjusted his monitor a little bit. I saw him reach up with both hands, grab the monitor and sort of adjust it. And when he did, the camera blanked off. So then it was a five to ten minute struggle of Tracy trying different things, unplugging it, plugging it back in, all these different things. Eventually, he said he was going to reboot his system, and he was gone. And then Steve joined the call. So now Steve and I are just chatting. I filled him in. You know, hey, Tracy's having these camera issues. He's he's going to work on it. Tracy joins back into the call, and the the best way I can describe it is Tracy now looks like he's coming to us from inside a jar filled with urine. You yes. have a yellow tint to your entire screen, and you can't. You don't know why. I, I have no I've never seen this before. There's two there's I have two theories. One is that I this is what I've always looked like and the camera had been kind to me up to this point. Uh the other part is that uh there's my other USB port has some liver damage and I'm just a little jaundice. <laughs> yeah, it's like a vitamin deficiency or something. It could be. Yeah, it's something we'll have to do some scans later and try to uncover what's going on. Speaking of technical difficulties, we were talking uh, to Steve off air as well. Steve had some issues with his mic last week. It was a little buzzy, so he's trying some new hardware, which, if I if I have not lost count, is hardware setup number 213 since we relaunched yes. the show. Two, yes. it's t it Actually, you shouldn't count it twice because th I, I went back to this this setup. This, so this is, this is, this is 200 and... Eight. Oh, it, it right. is a different mic cord, though. I think to right. be fair, so it's right. hard to know. 
Be- yeah, and it's new new goose next. So you know what, Dave, two thirteen it is. Let's just <laughs> let's just call it what it is. Before we get into uh, what we did last week, I've got a few things to cover. But before we get into it, we were talking off air, and this is something that I raised to Tracy, and we're just going to tease this a little bit. But we've got show number one hundred on the horizon. Now, for show one hundred, expect something weird and zany and wacky because we like to do that on on big milestone shows. For show one hundred one. There is a possibility that we're going to go through a metamorphosis on this show. There is a potential that we're going to, we're just talking about some different things. Uh, we're talking about specifically around Tracy and and the fact that <laughs> he contributes a great deal to the show. And I, I would say on, on an average week, he definitely outperforms Steve in terms of contributions <laughs> to the show. There are times when Tracy is the best part of the David Steve. <laughs> I was just going to say, and there's and there's many weeks where he outperforms me as well. Not only in terms of how much legwork he has to do for headlines and his minute and all that kind of stuff, but also as you heard in the previously on for tonight's show, just in terms of zingers and one-liners and things he drops. So, so we've been talking, and that's all I'm going to say for right now. Uh, tune in to show 101. It could be the exact same thing you've always heard with no changes, or there could, be, could some, be yes, or there could be some sub- substantial changes. So make sure this you- is this is like the time, but this is like the time you guys promised me that I could use the Dave and Steve show uh, studio bathroom. Shut up, Tracy. It was about nothing 2011. Like nothing. And you like guys that. gave me a key, but it wasn't to the bathroom. Yeah. Did you bring the key back? You didn't, did you? You didn't bring I'm it back. I'm still trying to find out what the key is to, actually, to be fair. He only brought back the toilet lid and the chain. Uh, <laughs> okay. So uh, let's uh, – last week I think I started with myself as far as what I had done and all that. So let's – we'll get to me in a second. Steve, what did you do last week? I had adventures. Yay. A um, couple things I want to touch on. The first one is um, there I, – I was, I was at Fred Meyer – and something caught my eye that was so exciting. And it was a new seltzered peach flavored water. I'm not even kidding. It's like the Aloha kind. It's like Aloha, whatever. Do they really <laughs> taste different? Do they? I, I, can you tell one from another? Because they always just taste the same to me. Is this the that same manufacturer new- that's rebranded this and gotten you no, all excited about nothing? Absolutely not. Not absolutely not. Now there's Aha, which is Coca-Cola's version. <laughs> sure. That I really like. Okay, it's peach honey. All right, it's good. It's it's solid. It's nowhere near like their old, you know. White Peach Dasani, which is, this is one of the last ones on the planet. And I'm going to drink one of these tonight. Okay. Um, oh, wow. So there's a new one. Already, called, uh, already a big show. I know. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it's the Aloha version, right? And I'm so excited to bring this thing home. I buy one box to test it out. Check, take it home, check it out. Because I've been disappointed by a couple of the flavors, right? A couple of the. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, so bring it home and I crack one of those suckers open and I drink it. And it does not taste like peach at all. It tastes very, very much like a different flavor that I'm not going to say. And um, I'm, I, I give, I, 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 I say, Wendy, test this out. Try this drink. Tell me what flavor it is. And I pour some in a glass. I give it to her. And she looks right at me and she says, bubble gum? And I said, yes, it tastes exactly like bubble gum. Nothing. Like Peach, I immediately get on Twitter and I start yelling at the Aloha people. Hey, nice job, you know, making a <laughs> sparkling water that tastes exactly like bubble gum, but you labeled it Peach. It's not okay. All right. Fix it. Fix it. Or don't call it Peach because that's bubble gum. And, and, and I have other people that said that that tastes exactly like bubble gum. Now, like, when you, bubble, when you bubble. do this, do you get people joining in? Do people take up pitchforks with you and go like, yeah, this guy's right. Or is it just crickets? Oh, Dave, I, I have led an <laughs> army of people to the gates of the Aloha factory. And uh, you would not believe the kind. No, nobody gives a yeah, shit. Yeah. Nobody cares. So here's yeah. my question. Is this one of those things where it surprises you with the way it tastes and you can live with the way it tastes as long as you ignore what it's supposed that to be? That was going to be my question, too. Is like, is the yeah. bubblegum delicious and okay? It's just not peach? I don't like, bubble, like bubblegum flavored anything. Oh, okay. um, I, you know, maybe bubblegum, but I don't like bubblegum. <laughs> I don't like bubblegum flavored, you know, 
uh, <laughs> ice cream or pop or any of that noise. So I used the rest of it to like get stains out of clothes um, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> Because it's good. To you're like it. you have so much of it. You're like deliberately staining clothes just to get it. Well, hey, 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 hang on, hang on. I'm gonna add a little bit of excitement to the show. This is breaking. I just realized I left the orphan orphaned bleep from last week's show in this show, so we may get a bleep at some point, and we'll just have to wait to see where that is. So I'm excited. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm excited. So, um, so. Bummer that this new um, this new flavor it was it's it disappointed in on so many levels like in the worst possible it would the only way it could have been worse is if it would have been either grapefruit or watermelon yeah grapefruit right, uh, right. yeah absolutely so anyway uh, any for all the people that just tune in to hear about you know peach flavored sparkling water. <laughs> Uh, this is it. That's the end of Great. the segment. So uh, I'm just, so I'm I'm actually really glad it's the end of the segment. What else you yeah. got? Okay, so um, Dave, I went skiing where you and I used to go skiing up at Mission Ridge this weekend. Yeah, and it was amazing. It was so beautiful up there at the top. It was um, gorgeous. The snow was pretty good. Um, uh, it Stevens was packed, right? And there's been a lot of problems at Stevens. There've been problems with um they don't open nearly as many lifts as they used to because yep. they say they don't have enough people they oversold it it's packed the lines are you know absolutely terrible but we had this trip planned where we were going to stay in leavenworth and leavenworth is um you know about the same distance from stevens pass as it is to mission ridge mission ridge is much farther away from here though yeah right yep. so people don't people don't go to mission ridge from over here they just don't it's it's an extra hour out of the way to get the, actually probably hour 20 to get there past um uh steven's pass yep. so but we were staying in leavenworth so screw it um we got passes there and uh went up and that place <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so you must have done something wildly inappropriate oh. up there. Yeah. So so we went up there and it was it was gorgeous. <laughs> they only have like four lifts, but they but I think it's the highest elevation. Yep. It's one of the higher elevation uh yep. ski places, even higher than Steven. So um went up there, did some good skiing, uh, and it's never it it was sold out, but it was you you didn't have to wait to get on the lift you skied into the lift everybody did um whatever lift you went to you just got right on right you weren't waiting in line for um more than more than a minute you ha had you already skied some this season no and okay that's so a good question dave because wendy and i just went and bought brand new skis we we didn't have we had old daddy skis. warbucks throwing money around like it's going out of style well, we made the investment, right? Right. These are going to be the skis that we ski on for a long, probably until the end of our next ski. year. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so we got new skis, new boots, uh, everything, of course, you know, Oh, and the first thing that happens, I put my skis down, I'm about to get in them. And out of nowhere, this little like four-year-old skis right over the top of my back, the backs of my skis. I hadn't even put them on yet, ever, <laughs> ever. And somebody skied over the back of my skis and I'm just like, what the hell? That's just, that's exactly how that happens. Yeah. Um, so Zach boards, um, we uh, do a whole bunch of runs and then, um, uh, Wendy actually got into an accident. Um, she, uh, she fell and hurt her knee. So that, that was the end of skiing for that day. Um, she's fine. She's way to ruin it for everybody, Wendy. Getting yeah. in. No, 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 no. She, um, Dave, you remember how you were saying last episode, how our wives are super tough. Yeah. Um, uh, she got up three times trying to ski on this leg after she, um, after she just totally obliterated her knee. And I couldn't believe that she got up the second time at all. Um, so, she so wasn't in a lot of pain, but the fact that she just like ate it a couple of times and it was, it, it's it was hilarious. Never a good thing. It's never a good thing when the person that you think is probably the strongest person you know um, isn't getting up, right? The, re so. the reason I asked if this was the first time. So when Steve said that he and I used to ski this this slope, this was back like 
12 13 14 years old like at it, we would go to we went to ski school and we would drive up every weekend on a bus we would ride up on a bus we weren't driving the bus but we'd ride up on a bus and we go skiing at this place like 30 years ago and i vividly remember for the first probably two sessions every year when i was done even on the ride home and definitely the next day my legs would cramp so badly because yeah. you're just not used to doing what you do on a set of skis until you've yeah. been on a set of skis a few times so i was curious if you guys were sore cramping anything like that because this was your first time because that's i don't remember it's me so i don't remember a lot about a lot of stuff but i don't remember a lot about ski school but i definitely remember sitting on that bus with my legs just cramping because probably i didn't drink enough fluid well n we didn't have that kind of problem because we were um uh, we had done a bunch of like stretching and, and, and leg exercises and stuff like that the week before. I didn't want to say it on, on the air. All right. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but a yeah, bunch we, of body pump but, uh, we did a bunch of that, um, the week before. So we got nice and limber. So really we didn't have any issues with that. It was just one of those things where you, you cross a ski and you go down. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it was, um, uh, it was unfortunate, but we'll, we'll be back up there. Um, probably at the end of the season and, um, and hit it again because it, it just rem reminded me how great, um, mission Ridge skiing is when they have snow the, yeah. a lot of times they, they really struggle with that, but yeah, skiing on rocks is not fun, but, but that's, that's a great, um, that's a great little, you know, secret place to get to if you can, um, because it's just, it's nobody's not uh, struggling with snow this yeah. year though. No, exactly. not this year. So uh, I covered the peach water and I covered the... Yeah, I was going to say, what else you got? That's that's good. Okay, Tracy, hit it. So what I did is I uh, I drove to Klamath Falls, Oregon for the weekend. Yeah, you did. So uh, uh, having a winter birthday really does suck. But thanks to the federal holiday of uh, the great uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., I usually have a three-day weekend on my birthday weekend. Uh, but it's during the worst weather season of the year where it's just uh, it's constant rain and cold and the days uh, have about 30 minutes of daylight. So there's never really uh, anything to do. Also, my wife never really has that Monday off. So the third day is usually me handling something, the kids or the family or whatever. And you know how much I enjoy that. Um, uh, Steve, this is, this is Tracy's very long winded way of saying we missed his birthday. Yep. That's, that's what I was picking up. Yep. So anyway, I just want you to be clear that, uh, anyway, <laughs> I got your cards, uh, so, cards right here. Uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't want to sit around at home since there's not much to do. My family does, uh, quite honestly, a pretty awful job at celebrating birthdays yeah. or at least mine for sure. Uh, so I started, I, uh, went to forego that and, uh, went on a drive. So I, I had drove around just Oregon just by myself and, uh, was kind of scouting out places I might want to ride my motorcycle this uh, summer. And uh, so I went to Klamath Falls. What I was really trying to do is kind of track over some of the places that uh, I visited uh, with, when I traveled with my dad when we both worked for um, a carnival uh, many, many years ago. And I did some writing in my uh, journal. I ate at some be best restaurants uh, that I could find in Oregon. And uh, also, um, I discovered that um, if you go out to get and you order beer, if you're a person that drinks beer, and and, and I will, um, the you'll find that most of what people have on tap are IPAs. That seems yep. to be the yep. thing that it's just all there is. And, but you can occasionally find one other thing, though, but not in Oregon, not in a single place I went to. And the waitresses, they would be like, oh, well, we have this. I'm like, what is that? And they're like, let me go check. And they come back. Oh, yeah, that's an IPA, too. And uh, so I just made them, like, string out a big sample to find out, like, because I hate IPAs. They're absolutely awful. I hate the way they because finish. They're really hoppy, or yeah, they they just have they feel like they've been filtered through kind of a dish rag, and they just have this really bitter finish that just absolutely suck. And so I'm really more of a Scotch ale kind of person, but it's not easy to find. So, so I, uh, I I will drink an IPA if it's ice cold. If it is just as cold as it can be without freezing then I don't mind an IPA. If it warms up at all, it, the warm 
brings out that hoppiness even more and it's it is like you say it's yeah like drinking it's, it's hard to finish water. like yeah. i can get yeah. half sometimes i can go well this will be okay and i find about halfway through the glass i don't want the other half so it's so she brought a whole bunch out for me that uh i could kind of sample through to find something that was kind of uh at least where it kind of went citrusy where I could just pretend it was something else like yeah. bubble gum, you know, sparkling water or something. Water, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that was about it. And then I, uh, I hustled back, uh, Monday and, uh, in time to just, uh, have lunch with my five-year-old. And that was pretty much the highlight of my week actually. Okay. But, but now we we're going to get to what everybody was hoping we would get to, which is what the hell happened pre-show when it was just you and I on camera Tracy was in the middle of talking to me about this uh, streaming recording service software thing he's found. And he was just talking to me about it and he got woefully distracted and then he started laughing and then he couldn't stop giggling. And then I could hear his wife giggling. She was off camera. I, I could only see him react to her. Yeah. So basically to set this up, she's behind my camera. So the walkway from through our bedroom. So she wanted to come in she wanted to change, do a couple things because she knows that uh, this bedroom's off limits on podcast night. Right. I'm the man of this house. So anyway, um, so she, <laughs> nice. she she comes back through and she decides she's going to be just like kind of dancing in such a way that would be she would never dance in front of Dave. But she is effectively in front of Dave because I'm in front of Dave, but right. she's not. Right. And so she, I'm now hold on, break this down a little bit. Was she like doing like the mashed potato or like <laughs> a worm or like, no, it was really more of, um, not kind of that far back wrong decade, probably think like late sixties, like studio 64 kind of thing. Right. Go, go, like, 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 yeah, like it was go, go boots, less cocaine fueled, but, yeah. but still earnest. And, yeah. uh, so it was, uh, but the thing is though, it's like, I am, uh, for whatever reason, I'm rather, I'm stoic in front of people. That's what I kind of am. I'm not an animated person in front of people, uh, because I'm, I'm personally, my personality, how I live my life is sort of conservative. So there was a juxtaposition going there. It's like, I'm talking to someone that I'm jovial with. She's, you know, um, uh, uh, cracking wise there with the uh, physical gestures and i'm my 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 intuition is saying to be stoic but i can't so what happens is dave actually saw me actually probably what would have been blushing had i not had this jaundice camera <laughs> so it probably <laughs> turned like magenta or something but Tra anyway that's, Tra that's tracy's dancing wife gave him jaundice uh <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, it's not the first time she's given anyone liver failure. So. Okay. So I, I, I just have two things I want to cover real quick. Uh, the first up is a quick update on the $80 suit that I discussed last week. Yes. The yes. 80, yeah. the $80 suit arrived in the mail. It, for those of you who did not listen to last week's show, a uh, three piece suit that I ordered off of Amazon for 80 bucks. It had great reviews, uh, several thousand reviews and four and a half stars. So I figured I'd take a chance. Uh, it's, it's actually okay. I took did a the picture. box it did the box it came in. Did it have like a warning on it to like keep from open flame <laughs> or anything? Came or? The, it came in a sack, dude. That did I, not I, uh, I I took a picture and I sent it to Stephen Tracy. Uh, aside yes. from looking a little bit too much like Don Trump Jr. in uh, in that suit, it it looks okay. It I think you guys would agree. It looks okay. I like, agree. Uh, you looked really really good. Like it, you looked really good you looked better than you had any business yeah. looking in that suit you really looked good my my wife gave it the once over she made sure that like there were no like loose threads weird things bad button sews all like she A monkey in the back yeah she went through the whole thing and she's like it's it's pretty good like this is it seems to be decent quality now i don't know if my giant ass will will detonate this thing inside of 20 minutes when i've had it on for a while Right. Yeah, that's still unclear, but with the body body heat will go ahead and just yeah. start melting these seams. But I've put oh. it, I've put it on twice because uh, I put it on once when I first got it, and that's the picture I sent you guys. And then once the accessories arrived in the mail, like the the belt and the shoes and all that, I put everything on just to make sure it all worked and the pants didn't sag below the shoes or any weird thing like that. It all, I mean, 
It seems great, and I got to wear it for 30 minutes. Did, so as long did as it, it come last. with a vest, too? Did it come with a <laughs> it vest? It did, yeah, yeah. Uh, you weren't wearing the vest, were you? No, no. Uh, the, it came with a vest and a tie. I didn't put on the vest or the tie. Um, the the thing I will say is is uh, old David J's got a couple of loaves of bread in the oven, if you know what I mean. I'm I'm packing I'm packing just like all of us. I'm packing a little bit more than I was packing pre-COVID. I'm packing a little more post-COVID. So I you cannot I cannot gain another pound <laughs> or that okay. suit will not button and i'm very thankful that i bought the extra large because i thought now nah, large i wear a large shirt i'll wear a large suit this suit is from southeast asia uh and a, a large there is not the same as a large here and so i'm very glad that i went with the extra large because a large wouldn't i wouldn't have even been able to get the button to touch the hole let alone actually button closed and I got to hand it to you. You were right when it came to you saying that we had kind of overestimated your maybe how much you might be kind of packing the crotch area there. Yeah. It looked fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, I got it plenty of room. It, yeah. There wasn't any issue no. there. And I, th I think we we did sort of overstate the issue. So I, the, the only other thing I wanted to touch on real quick, we'll keep this relatively brief because of the subject matter. But so I mentioned last week or maybe the week before, maybe both, that I'm, I have to have this balcony removed off my house. It's a very small four by four, five by five balcony. It's just this little thing. It leaks a lot down to the lower level. And so I, I just got to get rid of it and roof over it and patch it and call it good. So I've had contractors at my house and the contractors, I've had three contractors at my house and I'll be damned if I didn't get like effectively the three stereotypical contractor types. So the first one that rolled out was the guy who's obviously done well for himself. Absolutely chromed out truck. Uh, it's a work truck. I'm talking the one that has the big boxes right. on the side and everything. Yeah. But a, a, a chromed out truck. It, they, I'm, I'm not going to say the name of the, of the company, but it has to do with Patriots. There's this giant red, white, and blue eagle emblazoned on both sides. I mean, he rolled in and you could tell this. And I'll, I'll say this, like of, of all three, he was far and away the most personable. He was the one who walked me through everything, but every hair was perfect. Every He had the brand new belt, jeans, everything was new on him. Like you could tell this guy was doing all right in the contracting business. So I Definitely had him. Definitely not showing up in $80 suits. No, so I had him. So then I had, I had, the second one was the guy who I later deduced that when I called to make the appointment with this company, I literally just talked to his wife on the phone in their apartment. And I, I knew I could hear a kid, uh, like a baby at the time. And I thought, well, maybe she just can't get childcare and she's got the kid at work or whatever. No, they, they work out of their home. It's a husband and wife duo that run this company. This guy, uh, he said maybe a total of eight words in the entire time he was there. He took no photos. He took no measurements. And he gave me a quote on the spot. He's, he looked it all over and he said, this is how much it's going to be. And his quote was not that far off from Richie Rich. Richie Rich, by far, is the most expensive of the three quotes that I got. But this guy wasn't like complete. He didn't like say, I'll do it for 20 bucks or anything like that. He was still charging. He was in the right range is what I'll say. But right. no pictures, no nothing. Said no, It wasn't, didn't ask if he should take his shoes off. Nothing like that. He just came in, grumbled at me a couple of times, looked and was gone. And then I got the third guy. And the third guy is that guy who we all know this person, regardless of the profession, way too into their profession. They want to tell you what they're going to do and how they're going to do it and the way that it's going to work. He asked me question. He a great example. So out on that balcony, there's a little socket, a little outdoor socket. You can plug things into. What do you want to do with that socket? And I said, well, I would just leave it, I guess. I mean, it's, it's fine. Well, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, it's under the underhang of the roof and the roof doesn't provide ample protection. Uh, you could have leaks. It could lead to, you know, some sparks or whatever. You could have not only some shorts, but, you know, it could also be a hazard. And I said, well, do whatever you think is best then. Well, we can remove it and put a plate over it. And I said, yeah, that, that's fine. Go ahead and put a plate over it. Well, I noticed up above it, there's also a, uh, a cover where a light used to be. Did you take that light off? And I said, uh, no, it was just that way when we we bought the house. They must have taken the light off at some point. Well, what do you want to do with that? Because there's probably a wire that runs up there. And I, I, it's always with these people that I, I want to yell, you're the contractor. Do what you think is best and tell me how much it's going to cost because I'm not a contractor. I don't know. 
I don't know what I'm right. supposed to do with a lamp cover. Like, just fix it. I, yeah, because anything you answer anyway is going to be wrong. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to be well with well, the, I don't know, just yeah. uh, put, yeah, put, a, put an umbrella said, on it. Yeah. Well, we'll just leave it there. Well, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, then what do you think we should do? You're going to have to put a Yeah, cover just up. tell me what we should. And then, and then he's going into the the treated lumber that he's going to use. Let me, I want to talk to you about how I'm going to lay out these joists because I want to make sure that you're happy with this. How could I not be happy unless the joists fall through and my house falls over? If you put a joist in and it holds up and it holds the roof the way it's supposed to and it doesn't leak, I don't give a shit how the joist is put in. Maybe, maybe the way you were carrying yourself made him think that you knew a lot about it and he needed to convince you that so, he was going to okay. do it right. So yeah, not, so, because I never get that. We'll move on, but this, I'm going to say this. This is David J. Confession Time on the Dave and Steve Show. So when I have these people coming over to my house, I don't know if either of you do this. I put on my work and Joe clothes in anticipation of them coming over. I've got a, I've got a pair of jeans that I never wear. I, ne I, I typically nine, I almost said nine days out of seven. I almost said nine days out of the week. Such an idiot. Uh, six days out of the week, I'm in shorts, just athletic shorts, because I'm on Zoom calls. Nobody can see anything below my waist. So, nothing. Well, the, no, se no underpants, now, nothing. the just... seventh day, I'll have to put on like some athletic pants or something because I got to take the kid to a lacrosse game or go get groceries. So, but I never wear these jeans. But when somebody like this, like a contractor, is coming over, I put the jeans on. Okay, I get the jeans on and I have a flannel that I put on. I put on my flannel. And then the oh. last touch is, and you guys are seeing this right now, not the contractors, and I'm doing this for you. I do this because it's more comfortable with headphones. I turn the hat around backwards. So I put right. the baseball cap on backwards. I put the flannel on. I put and a pair of- the, there's, the flannel shirt covers your black t-shirt with kittens on it. <laughs> well, they're holding guns, so. Oh. What, uh, what, does the, what does the backward hat do or what message I, I don't know. Mean? You know what it does? You know what it does? It reminds me of Michael Keaton and Mr. Mom when he comes in with the hat on backwards holding the chainsaw, saying he's gonna make it all 220 or 221, whatever it takes. Like so that's taking your cue from a 1982 um, who didn't know anything about home improvement and was trying to fake it. Yeah. And then and then the last the, the, the coup de gras is I put on a pair of Carhartt boots. So Ooh, that completes the ensemble. Yeah, that's a pro okay? move. So I've, this is this is my ensemble. And I'm not doing anything other than walking them through the house saying like, well, there's the balcony and opening the door so they can go out onto the balcony and take the pictures and things. But I'm wearing all this. So, Tracy, to your point. I think that might be why they're, especially like this guy was open. I think he assumed, he assumed I did something blue collar, hard work, and especially in the region that we're in and the the county that I'm in, there's a lot of blue collar people. I think he just assumed and didn't realize that I'm just a dork who works at a video game company. And <laughs> Until he saw your wall with all the Pixar and- Yeah, I don't let him into the office. That's the thing. I close the door to the yeah. office so they don't see the bright lights or they don't see the neon lights or anything like that. This is, I put on this facade of like, hey, I'm, I'm one of you. Like, and, and I, I think, I, I don't think, I know. I do this so hopefully they don't screw me over. Hopefully they think I kind of know what I'm talking about. And so they don't try to take advantage of me on the price. So- you're absolutely right. Uh, that's probably why he was so open. But man, this guy described everything uh, and then left and never gave me a quote. I'm still waiting on a quote from him. So we'll see how it goes. Tune in so next week. Oh, go ahead. I don't do that. I don't I don't go so far as to like, uh, I don't have an outfit. Yeah. Me. Yeah. You don't have a but costume. <laughs> what I will do is I will look up a very random fact or code or something like that, that I will throw out mid discussion so that they know they can't just that like that i that i have enough knowledge that it's like oh yeah why, why is he asking that question right um that's it you know and it's not it's not a it's 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 all it is is a you're not going to take advantage of me I'm, or at least you think you're not going to take advantage yeah. of me yeah. <clears throat> steve uh, all I can yeah. say is try it with the backwards baseball cap and see how much extra traction yeah, it gets you. I'm definitely that'll, doing that. That'll, that'll send a bigger message. Yeah. yeah. That'll, okay. Put yeah. some Carhartt boots on your hands and talk to him. Hey, <laughs> I'm one of you. All right. We've rambled on long enough. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back on the Dave and Steve show.
How many times have you been carrying too many sacks of groceries into the house just to have one of your pinky fingers snap off, breaking the pickle jar and raspberry jam all over the floor? Do your handshakes not deliver the goods on the bottom end? Nice to meet you. Man, your handshake is weak. Weak! Do your gloves not wear out evenly toward the smaller digit? These mittens show my shame. Buff up with the new Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System. Don't mess around with those finger steroids and digit yoga. If you want to build real lower-end pinky strength, you'll want our new state-of-the-art machine. Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System is the almost proven way to build pinky muscle mass in some time with minimal discomfort and the satisfying burn that lets you know you're building muscle. Some of the burn is from electricity. The Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System is the only hand exercise machine that builds muscle mass using old-fashioned exercise with the speed and safety not safe of small electrical stimulation. Son of a... Just insert your hand and plug the Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System into any 220 or dryer outlet that you choose and let the Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System do the work for you. Should I try it? Only if you want hot, sexy man hands from your thumb to your pinky. The Pinky Flex Turbo 9000 Ultimate Extreme System. Available now in these fine stores. Happy Hand Adult Emporium. Walmart. There are certain times in your life where looking your best is very important. Whether it's a job interview, an out-of-town wedding, or perhaps it's a dinner party on a night that you're supposed to be podcasting, the right clothing can make all the difference. Looking good while at the same time not spending a lot of money has now been made possible by expanding textile markets in emerging countries. Thanks to global manufacturing, which often uses cheap labor, low wages, and no environmental compliance, not to mention currency manipulation, possible that you could look good for as little as $80. This has been Tracy's I may or may not have ordered a suit just like Dave's minute. Okay. First things first. That version of Sharp Dressed Man by ZZ Top sounds like the karaoke version. Am I correct? It, it is. So it's way more ballsy than the than the original version. And I wish that somebody would go back and remix those ZZ Top albums because they're great songs with horrible production. Having said that, did you really order a suit? I, I don't have to answer that. I'll make oh, a statement to my so, lawyer. Steve, if I if I did, there will be a picture that you'll I, be uh, you'll be getting on our uh, inner office memorandums. You need to wear it. We all three of us need to wear this to the uh, rumored relaunch of uh, the Dave and Steve show. I guess three uh, but more on that later. <laughs> like episodes later? Such a <laughs> sick tease. What's the deal? No, no, episodes later. Not tonight. So, you know why? Because uh, tonight I don't have Tracy's headline intro loaded up. So give me a second. I got to do that. What What's happening? Well, are, why? are we doing the headlines first or are we doing the game first? You know what? We probably should have mentioned we we're going to do a game tonight at the beginning of the show. Now that I think about it. Why would we do that? Hey, there's going to be a game later, so stick around for that after headlines. Uh, But first, we're going to do headlines once I get the intro queued up. And here it is, Tracy's Headlines. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Yeah! Our first story, the Food and Drug Administration said it will stop regulating... French dressing and keeping a tight rein on its key ingredients since 1950. The U.S. agency announced on Wednesday that it would lift guidelines that required manufacturers to sell a product with 35% vegetable oil uh, if it wanted to market it as French dressing. Now, French dressing also has been required to contain vinegar or lemon or lime juice. Other ingredients like salt, tomato paste, and spices were permitted but not required okay so i have to ask uh, what's your we'll start with tracy because steve, steve's chugging peach water uh tracy what's your go-to dressing if if, if oh, peppercorn all, ranch 
Oh wow! That, see, I didn't even get to get the qualifier out there, and you just went yeah. right for it. So, what was the what was the qualifier that you, what well, you were going it, to? It's fine. Your answer is the same. the The qualifier was if you if you have if all dressing options are open to you, what what's your go to? Yeah, peppercorn ranch, and it's uh, it's the problem is is I somebody like one of the major companies like made it for a very short time. There's a real short window where they made it. And for me, this is this is there's a little peach sparkling water in this story here that uh, I can't find it anymore. And why, so, why do I uh, feel like you make your own peppercorn ranch dressing? Yeah, well, I, I of course I do. Yeah, I, I what, what am I what am I, I swear, left with? I swear to God, Tracy, <laughs> you are you are one decision away from being Amish. <laughs> You are so, so damn close. It's incredible. What many more was I supposed to do? I went to the stores. I begged. I, I wrote letters. I wrote emails. I didn't I didn't go on like Twitter rage or anything like that, but <laughs> Tracy discovered Peppercorn Ranch during Rumspringa <laughs> and never went back. He joined the English. <laughs> So anyway, after uh, after our, my neighbors helped me build a new barn, we'll. <laughs> so, so Steve, how about you? What's your go-to dressing? Oh, lately it's been like a creamy Italian. Um, I I like a lot of dressings. Um, I, I come and go in and out of them, like uh, <laughs> like uh, like um, blue cheese. I don't. Some I used to really dig blue cheese dressing, but now. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, honey mustard. I've liked that, but really. Why really did I... I know you'd have thoughts? Why did I know that you yeah, have? I, I, you know what? It's, it's all about the content. Um, uh, let's just go with creamy Italian. Okay. I, I think, uh, you know, as a child, uh, probably until I was 18, it was Thousand Island. And now oh, I can't, yeah. now I can't touch that stuff. I hate Thousand Island. And I don't know what changed about my palate, but it's, it, I, I can't. So now, but now, I mean, what I will, if I eat a salad, it's almost always a Caesar. It's a Caesar with chicken on it. Like that is my go-to salad. I rarely eat any other kind of salad. Uh, and now you know what kind of dressings the Dave and Steve show prefers. Tracy, back to you. Yeah. By removing the standard, the FDA hopes to provide greater flexibility in the product's manufacture, consistent with comparable non-standard food available in the marketplace, whatever, Dan, oh, non-standardized foods. Now, the move was made in response to a 1998 petition that was filed. Government really was a Johnny on the spot with this. That was filed by the Association of Dressings and Sauces. <laughs> the, the government was Johnny on the spot, um, uh, you know, tongue in cheek, uh, for a petition that was drawn up about salad dressing. So appropriate. What was the name of that group again, Tracy? Uh, what consistent or uh, <laughs> yeah, was it uh, incessant pumping or <laughs> no? I'm saying the group that led this. Oh charge. no, sorry. Uh, the the association of dressings and sauces. Right. I I'm telling you right now, we have found Steve's side hustle. I just <laughs> picture Steve walking in with a big fat briefcase and saying, "Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen." Uh, setting it down, opening the briefcase, and then starting to take out jars of different dressings and place them out rather than documents. <laughs> Gently closing the briefcase and saying, shall we begin? <laughs> no, I, would, I would totally do that. And gently, <laughs> like, just squirting it into his hand like it's uh, sun sunblock. Yeah. And this then just rubbing it on his arm. I call it French dressing because it only has 23% vegetable oil. So it's, it's unclear why the FDA waited until recently to address the uh, group's petition. I think we should have a, a representative from the Association of Dressings and Sauces on the show. That's a suggestion. Our second story, an urban explorer in Yorkshire, England, discovered a time capsule in an abandoned house that has left been left untouched for 19 years. Daniel Sims from West Yorkshire discovered several possessions left to decay that belonged to the owner of the home and plants that were seen growing up the walls. The property, which Sims, who is 32, entered through an open window, once belonged to a woman named Anne, who lived in the house, 
alone after her husband passed away. She later died in 2003, according to uh, reports. Since her death, the house has been left to crumble with all of her possessions still inside. Now, Sims took viewers inside and gave a tour of the home on YouTube, along with some of his other explorer friends. During the tour, they discovered a wooden cabinet filled with letters. Family pictures were on display on top of a cabinet with layers of dust evident. He said it's crazy to the amount of stuff that's been left behind here. Sim said in the video, it's so sad to think that if you die, there's nobody here to come and get your belongings. It's just all left. I always get excited <clears throat> when I hear time capsule because my brain immediately goes to time machine. And I think somebody just stumbled into a, an old house and found a way to, to portal through time. And then it yeah. just turns out it's a bunch of old junk in a tube. If we're going to hear about it, I don't know if it's going to be through Tracy's headlines that we hear about. <laughs> the, yeah. The time oh, tunnel. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. That was like two weeks ago? Yeah. <laughs> Old junk in a tube. That's pretty much what you get from me. So anyway, coats are still hung up in the hallway. Toothbrushes are still laid out in the bathroom. Dishes are piled up in the kitchen. So it's pretty much like uh, uh, my office uh, back at work. Nobody's done the dishes yet. Yeah. Nobody. Wait, did you share what was in the time capsule? So, yeah, I did. I yes. said stuff, the pictures. All, all the junk that did you, you were off thinking time I capsule, was. I was like, I was machine. waiting for this guy to, to, to quantum leap the yeah, shit so out of that place. Yeah, so they were basically just, it was, everything was laid out just as it would have been just cabinets with family pictures displayed and really just all the personal effects, toothbrushes and all those things had just been there for, uh, for well, wait 17 a minute. years. Okay, I'm, I'm confused and it's okay because I'm often confused. <clears throat> you said a time capsule that he found in the house. Right. The, the toothbrushes and things that shit laying around, are they just saying the house was the time capsule? Yes, yeah. it's, it's I a I thought metaphor. he literally there found was... one of those time capsules that people bury and wait for somebody to dig up a long time later. I thought he found one of these in the house that had shit in it. Now I'm no, now I'm following. No, it's, it, it's it's just a metaphor for Come something on. that's been left behind. So it's a it would act as if it were a... We'll explain it later. Listen to it uh, on Monday uh, when the uh, show airs. It'll make more sense. I'm easily the dumbest person on this show. All right, back to you, Tracy. Our third story. For the most of December, Adele had the top-selling album in Australia, followed by Ed Sheeran. And then there was a collection of absolute bangers that took everyone by surprise. Songs of Disappearance is an entire album of calls from endangered Australian birds. Last month, it briefly perched... At number three on the country's top 50 album charts ahead of Taylor Swift. It's no Tracy's Wild Bird Calls, I'll tell you that right no, now. No, no, I listened to it. It's pretty good, though. It's really, really good. In fact, before our, uh, our game with Steve, we might have to take another commercial break just so you can hear what real bird calls sound like. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. There's no difference between the two. This is a distant second to mine for sure, and I'm not just bragging. I worked very hard on that. Anyway, Anthony Albrecht produced the album with his arts organization, the Bowerwort Bird Collective. He's a musician and a PhD candidate at Charles Darwin University, where he is uh, his advisor of. Uh, Professor Stephen Garnett. I knew it was an ambitious thing to suggest, and I don't know, Steve's a little crazy like me, and he said, let's do it. So Songs of Disappearance was released with a university report that found one in six Australian bird species are now threatened. The album captures 53 of those species. Took him much longer than anticipated to record because they kept yelling, we're two wild and crazy guys and <laughs> scaring all the birds off. The party animals that those two are. Jesus. <laughs> there was a, there was a, that CD. Yeah. They probably in the studio, they had to stop and say, you know, quiet in the studio because the <laughs> sound of them patting themselves on the back was just a little too loud. And <laughs> just hookers and blow everywhere. <laughs> Just, yeah, just every tabletop, every glass counter, everything just covered. Power. Billboards in. Our bird calls are number one. <laughs> Our fourth and final story. Robot umpires have been given a promotion. And we'll be just one step away from the major leagues this season. Major League Baseball is expanding its automated strike zone experiment to triple A, the highest level of the minor leagues. MLB's website posted um, a hiring notice seeking seasonal employees to operate the automated balls and strike system. 
I don't know. MLB where you... said, oh, oh, go ahead. That? Go ahead. Go ahead. MLB said it's recruiting employees to operate the system for the uh, a number of uh, uh, minor league teams, including the Albuquerque Isotopes, the Reno Aces, the Sugarland Skeeters, and the Tacoma Rainiers. Oh, right in our backyard. I am totally 100% okay with anything like this that sort of takes the human error out of these sports. I know there's purists who say like, no, 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 this should be called by real people. Uh, the same goes for football or anything else. I am football this season, and it, it's been going in this direction, but football this season, there are booth reviews that are out of everybody's hands now. Nobody has control over them. It's just the ref says the booth has called down and they're going to review that last play and they took a, take a look at it. Why wouldn't they? There are 800 cameras and 800 different angles on the field, all in HD. Why wouldn't they try to make sure they got the call right? And yes, I know it extends some of the games. I think this robotic umpire will probably do the opposite. I think it'll probably shorten some of the games because you won't have to worry about all the the dust ups of like that oh you, 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 that was a strike i can't believe it. like all that stuff there's there's going to be none of that it'll just take the human error out of it I, so i think this is a solution looking for a problem because they they outlawed outlawed they made it against the rules to argue balls and strikes right so they solved that long time ago and that the the other part of it is this is that there's not everybody loves this including a lot of players they're saying the independent atlanta league became the first American professional league to let a computer call balls and strikes uh, at its all-star game in July, 2019. A lot of players complain that it has a, a lot of difficulty accurately calling breaking balls. And so you're starting to see some of the same problems that you had with human umpires. Yeah. That, and not only that, but there's, there's, so they made it illegal to, uh, to argue balls and strikes with the umpire. Sure. But that doesn't take the, you know, the vibe out of the stands when some when the when the crowd turns on you and they're all hitting you with, um, you know, what do you, you know, you're blind, you don't know right. what you're doing, yeah. you know, all that stuff. That it doesn't matter how disciplined you are, that's going to, you know, that that's going to push you one way or another. That will that will you know, interact. But if, but if the, if the crowd can't, you know, piss off the umpire one way or another, that's not going to influence whether or not uh, an out is called because of, you know, there's somebody's thrown out late or, you know, tag a, a bad tag or something like that, because uh, all of that, it, it all piles up on the umpire's shoulders. And I know that because it all piled up on my shoulders. <laughs> Right. Steve no, just said right. he was swayed by the fans and called games dirty. Go ahead, Tracy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he threw games for money. I think that's just what I was yeah. hearing there. That's not what I said. That's the news, fellas. All right. We're gonna take one more quick break. We'll be right back with Steve's crazy ass game on the Dave and Steve show. Hello, nature lovers. I'm here to tell you about a wonderful new recording from Das Records. It's called Tracy Green Does Exotic Birds. And it's how I relax after a stressful workday. Just listen. The white speckled dovetail. Caw! 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 The Midwestern three-footed finch. Eee! Eee! The Icelandic rubber beak. They're beautiful creatures, aren't they, folks? And now, for a very limited time, you can get them all on one disc brought to you by Dos Records. Here are a couple more samples of the serenity you'll experience. The blue-tailed pelican. Uh, pee-pee. The Peruvian two-toed parakeet. Caw, caw, caw. Life is stressful. Why not let Tracy take you on a flight to the far reaches of this great planet with some of the most beautiful bird calls you'll ever hear? The stiff-nippled Nordic robin. The fire-faced French owl. Uh, look, I'm an owl. If you're like me, you'll lose yourself in the calm that is Tracy Green does exotic birds. Act now, and we'll throw in Tracy Green does farm animals at no additional charge. Okay, I'm not doing any farm animals. 
And now, live from the Dave and Steve Show studio in beautiful Burbank, California, it is time for another one of Steve's crazy-ass games. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Dam. I'm the host of this crazy-ass game. I'm very excited to be here. Our contestants tonight are Dave and Tracy, and they are going to be pitting them pitted against each other. Uh, it's, and- it's really exciting to be here. I'm a big fan. Yeah, yeah, they, we'll, we'll get to you. I'm from um, Seattle. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get to your interesting factoid in a minute. Um, so, <laughs> so tonight's game, uh, I don't know, Dave and Tracy, if you are familiar with this, there are things out there in the world called um, Proust scholars, people that, that understand the writings of this um, uh, person called Proust. And yeah, there's scholars that follow all of these, like Walden and... Um, and Shakespeare and Voltaire. And, I like and... collecting pillows. Yeah. Okay. That that's that's great. Okay, Tracy, what's your interesting factoid? Get it out of the way. Uh, I'm uh, <laughs> I live in a jar of urine. Okay. All right. Pillows and urine. Here we go. Um, I wanted to explain that of of these scholars, there's another type of scholar that that I am. I'm a scholar of um, the the '80s uh, rock artist Lou Graham. Okay. Uh, so Lou Graham um, uh, had had several uh, several minor hits um, on the radio, and one of them was called Midnight Blue. Midnight Blue is a ridiculously good song. Don't call that a minor hit. That was a monster. That was a great song. Okay. So a great song, um, and that's why I that's why I'm such a a Graham scholar, as it were. <laughs> um, I uh, I've devised a song based on. Uh, based on a line from Mid- Midnight Blue, um, and the line is this. I remember what my father said. He said, son, life is simple. It's either cherry red or midnight blue. I remember what my father said. He said, son, life is simple. It's either cherry red or midnight blue. So, according to Lou Graham's father, um, everything in the world, in life, is either cherry red or midnight blue. So tonight, I'll be giving each of you um, different items from the world, and you have to tell me whether you think they are cherry red or midnight blue. And... If you guess correctly, you will earn a point. If you don't, you don't earn a point, and the next person will uh, will go. And they, they don't get a point for yours or not. It's just you earn a point or you don't. I so. want you to know that I'm half tempted to go in and post, and each time one of us says Midnight Blue, splice in that little part of Lou Graham doing the, the little song. <laughs> yeah. the little. I'm, I, I, I really want you to 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 put those to put those in I, I i do i want you to i want you to put sections of the song in there because that is this is a celebration of lou graham yeah. and uh, and and the great song midnight blue and really it's a celebration of his father um who said son life is simple it's either cherry red or midnight blue so i am holding a number behind my back between one and ten um Dave and Tracy. Okay. The number is. Wow. I got closer. I had four. Tracy had three. That's probably not good radio to hold up. How many fingers? (laughs) I got eight. So Dave got, Dave had four. So, um, all right. So I I did, I know how he hates the price is right. Um, the price is right scoring. So So I'm going to give you, um, I'm going to give you a person, a place or a thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. You are going to tell me whether you think it is cherry red or mm-hmm. midnight blue. Okay. Okay. Life is simple. Um, <clears throat> okay. So, Dave, the first item that you will have to tell me whether it is cherry red or midnight blue is the Eiffel Tower. That's midnight blue. Incorrect. That's cherry red. Maybe I'm wrong. Tracy. Um, Wait, what? Yep, it's cherry red. Uh, yeah, Tracy, duh. 
what uh, what would you say is either cherry red or midnight blue about Bigfoot? That's midnight blue. Incorrect. That is cherry red. Maybe I'm wrong. Dave? Wait. The way you phrased that, what would you say is cherry red or midnight blue about Bigfoot? Just say it. His penis. It's cherry red or, or, or midnight blue. Dave, um, you get to guess. Now, do you believe... what? Thank you. I had to imagine... I just had to picture Bigfoot's wang. And uh, that's something I it's didn't think it would red. happen really in 2022. Okay, Dave, your your turn. Nobody's on the board yet. Um, Dave, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Midnight Blue. Exactly right. That's All correct. right. Ding, ding, ding. Very good. Okay. Let me just mark that down in the scorebook here. There we go. All right. Uh, Tracy. Uh-huh. The Pillsbury Doughboy. Uh, cherry Red. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Now you, you're getting the hang of yeah, this. Yeah, we're starting to understand how this works. Yep, that's right. Okay. For you listening uh, at home, hopefully you've picked up on how all this works by now, too, and you understand why we're answering the way we are now, because now we're on a roll. Right. That's right. So, um, so Tracy. No, Dave. Dave. Um. Is Prince Charles cherry red or midnight blue? His penis. Oh, I mean, uh, midnight blue. Correct. <laughs> Prince Charles is midnight blue. <laughs> right. That was a little too high. Um, all right, Tracy. Mm-hmm. Um, the 1967 Camaro Supersport. That's cherry red. Incorrect. That's midnight blue. Any idiot would be able yeah, to Yeah, come on, that. Tracy. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, all right. Oh, you said the super sport. Yes. Yeah, yeah I thought you said the, 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 uh, the stock. The, the stock. Because that's still midnight blue. But um, okay. Dave, yeah. um, you get to tell me whether or not you think your Dave's $80 suit is either cherry red or midnight blue. Cherry red. That's right. That's right. Even though it is actually midnight blue, um, because it's so awesome, it's cherry red. All right. Uh, Tracy, um, please tell me, midnight blue or cherry red? Puget Sound Energy. That would be midnight blue. Correct. Very good. All right. Lots of good scores here on the board. Uh, Dave, the Foo Fighters. Also midnight blue. Correct. Yeah. Wow. It's like it's yeah, like I agree. It's all the all the answers. Like I now. say, once you crack the code, you might miss one occasionally, but you kind of get it after this. For you listening at home, I'm sure you've cracked the code by now as well, and are probably getting a thousand percent on this. But it's this is straightforward. Now I understand. It's embarrassing when the le- when the listeners tell us how well they did at our games. Right. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, all right, we have two more, um, and then maybe a tiebreaker. I don't know what the score. We're just going to go with it. Uh, tra- uh, Tracy. Yes. Pencils. Oh, cherry red. Exactly. Exactly. That's very good. <laughs> I, let me just say right now, listener Mike's brain is breaking right now. He is, he is desperately trying to solve this puzzle. <laughs> He's on YouTube listening or Spotify or uh, iTunes, perhaps <clears throat> listening to the song, trying to crack the code. All right, Dave. Um, Ren and Stimpy. Very cherry red. Midnight blue. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, that was close. That was tough. I know listeners at home that are, that are, that are using their pencils. They, they've figured it out. So I think that one is Ren is cherry red, but I think Stimpy's overpowering midnight blue makes the duo midnight blue. That is correct because I, I didn't. Um, I didn't say like electric purple or anything right, like that. Right. It's, it's, okay. it's got to be either, according to Lou Graham's father, cherry red or midnight blue. Life is simple. Yeah. Life is simple. It's yes. either cherry red or midnight blue. Right. All right. Let's take a look at what the score was. So there's one for Dave, one for Tracy, two for Dave. I feel like we should, we should have a, one of those fancy digital firm. game show <laughs> scoreboards. I don't think you should have to do this. Steve is the 
host of your own game show. The uh, the uh, tabulations were audited by an accounting firm. You never saw Richard Dawson <laughs> oh. take his tongue out of a woman's throat long enough to tally up the score. It's four to three, Dave. Um, you did you did yeah! win this one. Dave. I think this is the first oh, wow. one I've ever won against I, Tracy. That that's that, I maybe maybe the the tiebreaker. Um, if if you guys want to, if you're interested in in doing the tiebreaker, well, there might be some fans that are tied, and I think they want to settle this. There's okay. probably people at home listening, arguing in their living rooms right now, or in the car perhaps, that want this settled. I'm sure you both know the answer to this, um, because it's um, it's the Twisted Sister album. Love is for suckers. I have my answer. Okay. What is it? I'll, Tracy? I'll tell you what. I'll let I'll let Tracy give his answer, and I'll just take whatever the opposite is. Okay. All right. uh, it's cherry red. It is cherry red. Well, great. Now we're tied. I think you. No, you're not <laughs> tied. now. that was. The was tie, that a tiebreaker? The tiebreaker tie tied us. That was only the tiebreaker. <laughs> that was a tiemaker. So that was a that was a great game. Um, we're we're definitely gonna have to was do it? that one again because um, that's uh, it's simple. <laughs> it was either it was either cherry red or midnight blue so all right uh well this has been another one of steve's crazy ass games right here on the day steve's crazy ass games is a dave and steve show production in association with atomic potato television if you'd like to appear on a future episode email us at the dave and steve show at gmail.com we will see you next time right here on Steve's Crazy Ass Games. All right, we're going to get out of here. We're going to wrap things up. We're going to shut down the lights. We're going to turn off the computers. We're going to get Tracy out of the urine jar. We're going to close up shop for the night. Uh, as I teased, we've got something big coming up potentially on the horizon. Even if that doesn't, come to pass we have show 100 right around the corner which is going to be phenomenal no matter what it turns out to be and we're not sure yes. what that is yet but uh, absolutely uh i do want to mention that next week will be a normal show as expected and then the week after that which i believe if i'm doing the math right is the first week of february i'm gonna be gone i'm gonna be in, in moab utah for a wedding wearing my 80 dollars suit uh so steve and tracy are gonna be holding down the fort while i'm gone uh, so tune in for that as well, because those are always highly entertaining. Steve will bring crockpot recipes, and it'll be quite a show. So That's right. Uh, before we get out of here, Tracy, anything else from you? I think I'm going to be looking at some of these like uh, these uh, like marathon challenges that you talked to me about. We're going to talk about these probably next week. Yeah, let's, let's get into that next week. Yep. We'll link that next week, but I'm going to be looking at kind of uh, putting together something to kind of put uh, – finally get some medals hanging around my chest for all the miles i put on my bicycle right so we'll talk about that next week okay steve anything else from you he's gonna wear gold chains and medallions around his <laughs> he's gonna open up his open up his shirt there that's great well I got, I got nothing good while I, he's I got... on the bike so they're clanking on the handlebars and get caught on everything that's right uh all right well then let's get the hell out of here for steve for tracy for me dave we'll talk to you next time right here on the dave and steve show 